focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. Welcome. How are you? I hope you're having a good day. My name is Brittany. I'm a Catholic wife and mom of three boys, four, one and a half, and the other one coming in soon. I am a personal trainer, group fitness instructor. I just love health and fitness and breaking it down for you, for your life, making it sustainable. All right. <laughs> I feel like I say the same thing every time, but I know some of you might be your first time listening, so you should know who you're about to spend time with, you know, get the opportunity to just click it off right away. And I'm just kidding. Uh, welcome those of you who come to hang out twice a week. I so enjoy hearing from you and hearing your feedback as well. You guys have been so encouraging and it makes it really fun to plan these episodes and chat about this stuff. I'm very excited about today's topic. Actually, I think it's going to make such a difference in your workouts, whether you are a seasoned lifter, workout person, very experienced, or if you are brand new, it's a topic that really all of us can focus on more. So I'm excited to get into that. I will in just one second. I do want to let you know that the June intensive program is coming up. I mentioned it last podcast episode. Again, this might be your first one. So I just wanted to kind of reiterate some things. What is going on with this is... I am giving you a very intense month, basically an intense boot camp kind of style month that is what I would tell you to do if you came to me and said, Brittany, I have a vacation in a month that I want to feel really awesome for. I just want to be at my leanest. I really want to dial things in. What do you suggest? Should I cut? Should I this? Should I that? Well, this program is what I would tell you to do, okay? This is what I would do. This is like what I did before my wedding, before things like that, that are a big event that you just really want to feel your prime for, right? You want to feel the best in your clothes, have the most energy, be your leanest, okay? What I'm going to do is June 7th to July 3rd, it's kind of a group program. There's no winner. There's no big competition kind of a thing with this one. Basically, I'm giving you a meal plan to follow that is just as strict as I would have us get, right? This is like, again, kind of a really buckle down boot camp. So it's going to be limited greens, dairy, alcohol, processed food. We're really focusing on whole clean foods. And I'm going to put that into an exact meal plan for you to follow. Usually I'm very pick and choose, you know, have this, have that, whatever. There's still going to be a recipe index. You can absolutely pick and choose. You are in control of what you're doing, right? But I just really want to simplify it for you. If you want to, you can essentially just follow this plan for it's about 30 days, runs June 7th to July 3rd. You can basically just look at the template and say, okay, this week I'm having oatmeal with this for breakfast these first three days, and then I'm going to have omelets the next three days. You can just exactly follow what I have, take one thing off your plate in that way. And it will be exactly according to what your macros need to be. I'm going to do sample meal plans based on exactly what your macro number should be. So you don't have to do all the work of tracking it, logging it, and all that grunt work. I'm just giving you an intense month to follow pretty much verbatim if you want to. Six workouts a week along with it, which obviously, again, you can do your own thing with, swap in and out, but we're just going hard because it is kind of this like, again, an intensive boot camp style where six is the most I'd give you and six is what I'm going to give you and you can do with it what you want to. It is going to be a PDF of workouts and then video demos because I'm not doing full length videos at this exact time. But uh, that's what the workout side looks like. 
Again, recipes are all going to be no grains, no dairy, no processed food, very whole clean foods, weekly emails with tips and focus points, Facebook group so that we're all in there together, can encourage each other, yada, yada, get our butts in gear for the summer is basically what this program is. So if you'd like to sign up, if it sounds fun, sounds up your alley, the cost is $45. It is, you can um, go sign up on fitmomlifetothefullest.com. If you want to just email me at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com, you can also sign up that way. I'll just get you going in there and it'll be a blast. All right. Okay. Today we are talking about mind muscle connection in your workouts. So this might be something you've heard about a bunch (laughs) and it might be something that you are like, what the heck are we talking about? This sounds a little bit woo woo or mindful or whatever, but this is actually probably one of the biggest things that might be getting in your way from you actually seeing results. This is also, and I'll be honest, a true limitation of when I'm training people in person versus online. This has been a challenge in the online space. I've trained in person for mm, over 10 years now, and now I mostly do all of my training virtually, right? So it is, the person is completing their workouts on their own, and then kind of reporting back to me. I'm writing their workouts. You're doing your workouts. You're reporting back to me. Sometimes there's videos back and forth, but mostly I'm not seeing your workouts. This is definitely a limitation because I cannot tell Sometimes even in person, I cannot tell, but usually, you know, you can get a little bit more of a feel for it in person. You cannot tell as much if the person is employing mind-muscle connection. You might not even even thought of this. You might be just checking the boxes of, I do my workouts, I do this, I do that, but I'm not really seeing results. This might be what is missing. Okay, so I actually am going to use this. I found an awesome article. Dr. John Rusin is an excellent person to follow on Instagram. He's like got a ton of great exercises. He's very much in if you want to get really in depth in the explanation of why something works or the origin and insertion of muscles and that kind of thing, the strength curve, blah, blah, blah. But so that he pretty much I try to break down a lot of what Dr. John Rusin promotes and teaches for more of us who want it just more in layman's terms. But Dr. John Rusin is Uh, His website is where I'm getting this article from, and the author is a guest author. Ian Padrone is his name, but the whole article is on mind-muscle connection. I just wanted to give you what he gives the definition as. So what is mind-muscle connection? When people talk about the mind-muscle connection, they're referring to a conscious and deliberate muscular contraction. They're referring to the act of activating a muscle and not just moving the weight, Ultimately, the ability to focus your mind's attention on a single muscle or group of muscles relies on quite a bit of neuromuscular control and proprioception. This is why you can ask a novice lifter to flex their lats and they can look at you with total confusion while a seasoned veteran of the iron game will likely be able to individually control segments of the fibers that make up those same muscles. So essentially what mind-muscle connection is, is being able to focus on the muscle that you are contracting, the muscle that you are working, and making sure that you are engaging them, making sure that that is what is firing properly. So this, if this is missing, you are just pretty much flinging yourself through your workouts. And that's a hard thing to come to terms with because it might be like, no, I'm pushing myself. I'm doing this weight. I'm doing whatever. It doesn't matter 
what the weight is. Okay, that's first takeaway and first thing I want you to think about. If you are like, no, Brittany, you said, you know, you need to make sure that you finish a set within two to three reps of failure, right? So say you're doing bicep curls and you're doing 10 pound dumbbell bicep curls. You get to the end of your first set and you're like, I could have done five more. So I need to go up and wait. I'm going to go up to the 15s. Okay, great. Now I'm still just pumping them out. But at, at the end of the set, I'm about two or three. Great. So is that, you know, that's me rocking out my workout. That's my mus- muscle connection, right? Not necessarily. What my muscle connection is referring to is actually thinking about the muscles you're working while you're doing it. So while it doesn't matter if it's 10 pounds, doesn't matter if it's 15 pounds, doesn't matter if it's 20 pounds. Obviously, again, it should be difficult to you and for you in your, you know, scale of what is challenging. But what matters is when you are doing that bicep curl, what is your body doing? Are your shoulders flying up to your ears? Are you just throwing the weight up to your shoulder, letting it drop down? Mind muscle connection means you are actually on the way up thinking about contracting your bicep so everything else is really still, right? Squeezing on the way up, giving it a nice exhale on the way up, inhaling down slowly and controlled. There is such a difference. And again, you can see it in a person who is just flinging out. (laughs) You can watch anybody pull up some kind of YouTube video or watch somebody in the gym if you work out at the gym. You can see the person just flying through their reps, flying through their workouts, and you can't even tell, you know, which muscle they're trying to work or whatever. I don't even know if sometimes they know which muscle they're trying to work, but versus the person who is going slow, controlled, focusing, isolating what they're supposed to be isolating. This is huge because you could get through a whole set, guys, and it does not matter. It's not going to change your body. If you did just jam out those 15-pound bicep curls for the first time and you finish and you're feeling good about yourself because you're like, yes, I've never touched 15s before, guess what? If you just flung them around for the last 30 seconds, it doesn't matter. The muscle's not going to change. You just used momentum and flung your arms around is what you did, okay? You burned some calories because you were just, you might as well have just ran around your backyard like a bird, like a little kid. (laughs) It probably would have had the same effect. And I'm not trying to, you know, I'm trying to be funny about it, but it's not going to actually change your body, change the shape of your body, change your muscles. So again, mind-muscle connection is actually going through, and it doesn't have to be, it sounds really dramatic, uh, I'm making it sound really dramatic, when you're first thinking about this, like you have to, you know, just super hyper-focus the whole workout. Absolutely not. I listen to podcasts while I work out, I listen to music, I watch shows, whatever. You can get there, you can do the same thing, but it's, you can still employ mind-muscle connection while you have other things going on, okay? So I'm not at all trying to say you need to hyper like turn off the music and just like zone into your body for a half hour. 100% not what I'm saying, but it might take you in the beginning a little bit more to get in tune with this, okay? So for example, there are some muscles that are easier to connect to than others. Um, it just said in that example in the definition that you could ask somebody who's newer to lifting to flex something and they might have absolutely no idea how to do that. Some, I mean, I think some muscles just seem easier to flex than others. If I told you to flex your bicep, I'm sure everybody knows how to do that. Probably my four-year-old could do that. But other 
muscle groups can be very hard to actually isolate into flex. Lats is an example of this. Your lats are your big back muscles, right? That start right up kind of by if you put your hands by your armpits and then go down into, you know, a V. They kind of wrap into your obliques. Like those big, think of swimmers' backs, how that goes down into a V. They usually have very developed lats. Lats are a very hard muscle for most people to connect to. So this is during pull-ups. This is during hanging core work where I am asking a client to hang on the bar but then engage their lats. Most people cannot do that right away. So how do we get there? Okay, if you're with me or following me, you're like, okay, Brittany, I get it. I need to focus on the muscles. I am contracting during my lifting workouts. This is what mind-muscle connection is. How do we do it? Some tips to connect, okay? Number one, make sure that you are priming the muscle before you use it, especially with lats. This is a really good one. I would never have a client just hop up on a bar and start doing pull-ups, okay? Included in their warm-up should be something that primes the lat, that gets the lat going so that your lats are more easily recruited during the pull-up. So say you are going to start your workout with pull-ups. Maybe you're starting with a banded lat pull-down, right? Just a couple. Maybe you're not doing three sets or five sets or whatever. You're just doing a set to get the lats primed. You want to prime the muscle first. Same thing if you're doing, say you're about to go into squats and you really want to feel your glutes. You're going to do wide sumo squats or whatever. So you want to prime your glutes first. Maybe you're lying on the ground doing some glute bridges, pushing up through the heels, squeezing your glutes to mind muscle connect to your glutes and get them primed and ready to go. It's much easier to feel the activation of the muscle during the actual exercise if you have primed it first. You, you obviously shouldn't be hopping into any workout just cold turkey and not warmed up at all, but you should intentionally give focus and give a little bit of a a warm-up or a prime to the muscles that you are going to work. This is also what I advise and what I do just for my own workouts and for my clients is you don't need to necessarily do a full body workout every, or I'm sorry, a full body warm-up before every single workout. Say I'm doing a pull day, I'm not gonna bother to really warm up my lower body. If I'm doing pull, it's back, biceps, rear delts. I'm just gonna prime those muscles. I'm gonna do some banded rows, nice and light, some band pull-aparts, get my pull muscles primed, and then get into the workout, okay? So think about that before your lifts. You should prime the muscles that you are going to use. If you are doing a full body workout, then yes, go ahead and take, it's still only five to 10 minutes is all you really need, but prime it all up, and then that'll help you connect during the actual working sets. Okay, tip two, try to get your other muscles to calm down or relax. So really just taking stock of what your body is doing during the exercise and trying to tell the other parts of your body to calm down or relax. So for example, I'm just hanging with bicep curls today, I guess. <laughs> it's uh, funny because I don't love training. Biceps are not my favorite thing to train, but it's just a good example, I guess, today. But think about it. If you're back in that curl, right, and you're, as you're curling up, say you're actually really trying to focus, you've primed the muscle, you've done some just like light warm-up stuff, and you, you're doing your set and you're like, this is, I'm squeezing on whatever. Okay, but what is your body doing? Just squeezing in general or whatever might not be what you need to do. If you are death gripping the handles of the dumbbells, if your shoulders are coming up to your ears, if your jaw is clenched and things like that, you need to calm all that down. Okay, so sometimes 
getting to the muscle that you're actually trying to work, which in this case would be just biceps, means telling everything else to relax, making sure you are setting your shoulders down away from your ears and keeping everything else stabilized and where it's supposed to be so that you can focus on the muscles you're actually supposed to be working. Another example, maybe um, RDLs. Say, for example, you're doing a hip hinge and RDL and you are way thrusting through at the top and throwing it into your low back. That's something to be aware of. If you are focusing on it, if you're doing an RDL, you should be focusing on your hamstrings and glutes. You are pushing your hips back, coming down with a flat back, right, as you send your hips back, feeling the stretch in the back of the legs. You're focusing on hamstrings, 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 lengthening on the way down. Then you push up through the heels, squeeze your glutes, and you are calming everything else down. You are making sure you're not super overarched. You're making sure your knees are not locking out but are remaining a little bit soft. So it's not only making sure that you are firing the muscles you're supposed to be firing, but that the other muscles are opposite anchor points are doing what they need to do by not over trying to kick in or stress out and things like that, okay? Kind of ties into the next point. Again, still all just tips on connecting to your body. Focus on the small tweaks, okay? So say, for example, you are doing a Bulgarian split squat, okay? You're, you have one leg back on a bench or step. Your front, you know, you're lined up in its kind of a lunge position, with your back foot up, okay? If you've never done a Bulgarian split squat, your hip shoulders are square to the direction you're facing. Maybe you're just going down and up though, but you're not super feeling it anywhere. You're not sure where you're supposed to be feeling it. One tiny tweak that a lot of people need to do is to slightly tuck your pelvis, lean a little bit farther forward, make sure all that weight is in the front foot, and now all of a sudden you are feeling the fire in your front glute, in your front quad, totally changes the exercise. This is wild. This is why mind-muscle connection matters so much because you can watch somebody jam out 10 Bulgarian split squats in a row and be like, yep, check, Brittany, I did my Bulgarian split squats. And they, they got no really little to no benefit out of it versus the person who just takes a couple tweaks. Granted, this is why I'm trying to give you some examples because I get that obviously we just don't know all the tweaks, obviously, or else, you know, maybe we'd be trying to do them. But this is why definitely following along with something or, you know, obviously having a trainer or something like that can help you learn the basics of form so you can carry this through on your own. But say you're doing this on your own, focus on those small things. Should you, do you need to soften your knees up? Again, like in an exercise, if you're doing standing lateral raises, but your knees are locked out and you're throwing it in your low back and you're just throwing the weights up, do you need to soften your knees a little bit? Focus on it coming from the shoulders. Everything else is calmed down. You are just lifting from the shoulders. I'm over here doing air lateral raises <laughs> as I say that. Okay, next tip. Are you feeling the contraction in the right place? So this, again, needs a little bit of knowledge to know what exercise you are using to try to work what muscle. So for example, if you are doing a hip thrust, which is where you are, you have the bench, step, couch, whatever you're using behind you, you're kind of um, on your, like the bench is right below your shoulder blades and you are, 
it's a very hard position to describe. <laughs> trying to visualize this for you guys. And your, your butt is just a couple inches off the ground. Your elbows are free off that bench or couch or whatever. And you are pushing up through the heels, squeezing your glutes, coming into it kind of looks like a bridge and then coming back down. It's not a glute bridge though. Your back is up on something is the point. So hopefully you can visualize that or look up what a hip thrust is. Okay. But say you're doing a hip thrust and you are, again, just kind of flinging up through your feet, dropping your hips down, up, down, up, down, not super focusing, not really sure where you should be feeling it. Well, in a hip thrust, you should be feeling it in your glutes or in your hamstrings. Sometimes it takes, and you can control where you want to feel it more by changing your foot position a little bit and things like that, but you need to take stock of where you're feeling it to see if you need to move. Sometimes it's just moving a little bit, especially when I have clients do banded work. If they just need a step to the right or a step to the left to completely change how they feel the exercise, okay? Same thing with um, glute bridges. Say you, you are lying on the ground. This one's a little bit, little bit easier to visualize, I think. You're lying on the ground with your back flat and your feet are up on a chair bench or step. So it's feet elevated glute bridge. Sometimes I will watch clients do this or hear back from later and I'm watching it that they are way too far like their your knees are supposed to be stacked right over your hips and sometimes they're just scooted a little bit too far away from the bench so they're feeling it in their calves okay simple tweak all you need to do is scoot a little closer to the bench get your knees over your hips and you're going to feel it in your glutes and hamstrings okay but to be able to do that you need to a know where you're supposed to be feeling an exercise when you choose an exercise, know what it's supposed to be working. Again, maybe work with somebody until you get to the point where you have enough of an arsenal that you know how to do this. And then number two, when you are doing it, it's just being very aware of those tiny tweaks. Say you're still in that glute bridge, okay? You're lying on the ground. Your feet are up on the bench. You are lined up, but you're pushing up through the heels. You're coming down. You're still not sure where you should be feeling it. Again, take stock of everything else going on. Are your shoulders and jaw relaxed? Are you, do you have enough of a pelvic tuck? Maybe you're feeling it a little bit in your low back because you don't have enough of a pelvic tuck pulling your belly button up to your chin. So what my last and biggest tip that kind of encompasses all of these, it's going to really help you get more into mind-muscle connection, get the most out of your workouts, get the most out of your lifts, actually build muscle and change your body you need to take your time, okay? This is probably with all my one-on-one clients. At some point, I give everybody monthly goals. At some point, you're gonna see the monthly goal of take your time during your lifts and focus on mind-muscle connection. And hopefully, again, if and if you are one of my clients who is still a little bit confused on that and it's like, Brittany, mind-muscle connection is still really hard for me, let me know. We'll talk about it more and we will get it to a point where you can do it because It is so important. It really is. It's the difference. That's why sometimes I have clients who are like, well, I just need heavier weight. I need heavier weight. My problem is I don't have heavier weight in the basement. And I will say, you know, guys, yes, to a point, you know how much I promote lifting heavy, but you should be able to get so much out of even just doing something body weight or doing something with light weight if you are taking your time, slowing down, contracting the right muscles, and focusing on doing it with excellent form with all those little tweaks. Again, the the jaw relaxed, the shoulders relaxed, your pelvic floor, where is it at? Where's your core at? Do you need a slight lean forward? Do you need to slide back away from the anchor point? All those kinds of things. But 
the biggest thing I see too is just the rushing. You've got to take momentum out of it. And mind-muscle connection definitely is slow, controlled, careful, and calculated lifts, right? But, and it sounds kind of boring. I think I just made that all sound very boring. But what it translates into is you actually getting just so much more bang for your buck, okay? If you're doing it, we got to make it worth it, right? If we, you are getting up before your children to get a good workout in and give you energy and actually change your body, let's make it worth it, right? That's the point is to make sure we are doing things well and, and making it worth it. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. It is a uh, interesting and tough topic. Again, tons of material out there. So just go down that rabbit hole if you want to get a little more into this. I know, again, it takes the knowledge in the back you know, experience of being able to know what muscles you're supposed to be engaging and those kinds of things. So all of that will come. Again, work with me, work with somebody if you need to just get the basics of form down so then you can really get into mind-muscle connection. But 100%, it will change your workouts. So whether it's brand new to you, whether you are super seasoned, focus on it, stay consistent, you will see changes. All right. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and I will talk to you next time.